0: When is it time to retire? That's the topic of this week's ReChurch. Welcome to ReChurch. I'm Marshall Fant, the Director of Church Consulting and Strategic Planning for Gospel Fellowship Association Missions. My purpose is to encourage pastors and church leaders as you refocus, renew, and revitalize your churches. We've established this podcast to offer practical tips and suggestions as you equip disciples to make disciples. Today's episode of ReChurch, we want to address another very important topic for pastors and church leaders to consider, when is it time to retire? Bruce McAllister is here with us again. Bruce, thanks for joining us. It's good to be here. And Bruce, just a little background for those that don't know you. Bruce has been involved in training pastors and missionaries and ministry people for 40 years at Bob Jones University. You've been a consultant to pastors forever, and a lot of guys will call you and say, Bruce, when do I retire? So I heard you do a workshop on this. I wanted people to hear about it. So Bruce, talk to us a little bit. Retirement considerations, Uh, you know, has a man reached the time for a transition? So let's talk through that. Where, Where do we start? What should a man consider?
1: Well, and just on the word retirement, I don't mean by that, that a, that a man who's been actively preaching the gospel, preaching the word, ministering to people is suddenly just going to stop and right. play golf and lay back and be lazy. I'm I'm not for that concept of retirement. But in the natural flow of life, there comes a point when we just cannot physically, and perhaps otherwise, we just can't Carry the responsibilities that we have carried for most of our lives, and this sure. is universal. It happens to everyone. I and had a good friend put it this way: We need to retire to something, not front something. There you go. That's so good. as we retire
0: to something, which we're, we're shifting gears, because yeah. as you say, physically, yeah. yeah. uh, everything—it's hard to keep the pace at yeah. a certain age that we yeah. kept in ministry yeah. at a younger age. Yeah. So I know you've developed certain things here. So talk us through yeah. things for
1: a man to consider okay. for a church to consider. Well my my observation is that it is virtually universal that a church will decline if an older man approaching a retirement age stays too long. Now there are reasons why a man may choose to stay long time or longer than he than perhaps he should and that can be because he's he has not been able to live sacrificially and serve the lord faithfully but for one reason or another, has not been able to set back enough money for retirement or he got out of Social Security or just any number of things. So he may unfortunately feel compelled basically for survival purposes to stay with that church way later than he should. And Just the pressures so of financial, I mean, yeah. of, of medical bills, yeah. just reality of life. Right, that's right. So, yeah. so I would say to younger people listening to this, younger men and their families, to, to do your best to think ahead 30 and 40 years out, there will come a day when you you need to have prepared yourself for retirement and that's not just having some kind of retirement nest egg that has to do with hopefully owning your own home and having it paid off having your debt down and being in a good position to to enter into those uh, golden years and there's tons of information in general financial personal financial for literature sure. about how to go about doing that so that's not really my focus but let, let's say a man has made preparation and he's able, by the way, the churches should be thinking this way, too. They should be helping a man move toward retirement age with good financial support as right. much as they can. Of course, I think the man's energy, his, his general health, perhaps his wife's health as well, as she's usually part of the team. It's going to vary from man to man. There will be men that are ready to quit full-time, regular, full pastoral ministry when they're 65 uh, there are going to be men that are able to do this till they're 68, 70. There will be a, some that will push on to 75. There will be some that will keep on going to 80, you know, but but whether that's prudent or not, given just the realities, I, I think by the time a man gets to somewhere between 65 and 70, a regular, you know, everyday guy probably needs to be thinking about, okay, need to transition out of here. Yeah. But here's what it in In pastoral ministry where you're, you're seeing people say, disciple, the church grow and be built. It takes an enormous expenditure of energy mm-hmm. to keep doing that. And I think this is why churches decline, is that older men generally do not have the energy necessary and whatever component their wife is involved in the ministry, sure. they just don't have the, the physical energy and the mental and the emotional to, to keep going at that pace like they were when they were in their 30s and 40s and even 50s. Okay. So.
0: and I've even heard the stat that the average age of the congregation is within five years of the senior pastor's age.
1: Ah, uh, yeah.
0: So, I mean, I know that was true in our ministry. Yeah. And I think that if you go into churches, that's true. Now, it could be energy or this could be relations. Yeah. You know, the, the older we get, we, we don't relate to the next generation. Right. yeah. So I think a lot of churches do that. So all right, so we got health considerations, yeah, got, right? You mentioned that. We
1: got that, and, and then, then financial considerations. Financial, and I think you have family things, all right? All where right. where you, you know, it's just a very natural thing that when people get really older, and there's going to come a time where they're not one or both of the couple, the husband or wife, they're they're not necessarily going to be able to care for each other or care for themselves, and they're going to need the help of their children. So they, very common, we see a lot here in Greenville, people relocate to get near their children for those very upper years where they're going to need some help. So I think you have to ask yourself, is it time to relocate near family members? And, of course, grandparents love to be near grandchildren Grandchildren. in those years, and there's nothing wrong with that in the will of God. So there's a family consideration there. And with that, family consideration also ties
0: in with the ministry consideration. Of course, I think you and I are huge advocates of when a man retires from a full-time pastorate, there are many opportunities for ministry. Yep. Yep. So how about expanding on that? The, okay. the fact that you're retiring is not always negative. It just right. means you're going to that next chapter of ministry. Right. So Sorry. tell us about what you sure. see in that
1: world, that next chapter well, of ministry. Part of it can be that uh, we we see it a lot in Greenville. Greenville is a little bit unique because we're such a large Christian community with Many people have their educational roots here, family roots. Uh, many people tend to come back here. There are many fine churches. And so some of these former pastors get involved in very productive ways in churches, in their mission program, in their, uh, their men's ministry, their outreach, and I've seen some good things happen there. Uh, it's a little frustrating because they're typically, I'm just gonna be, I'm gonna tell you what I've told guys over the many years, the best preaching opportunities outside of the local church we all like to be preaching a local church pulpit regularly but if that pastor is not going to turn his pulpit over to people very frequently like so it's actually the nursing home and uh, the jails and other similar settings in the community and perhaps getting out on the mission field and doing some preaching and teaching there or as you well know the interim pastor program where men can head out and help a church for 3 months, 6 months or longer and have a regular place of ministry. Yeah. And so and, and where they're needed, not only to preach but to shepherd. That's on right. A, only, a,
0: you know, yeah. basically I think a lot of the interim guys basically pastor 6 months out of the year. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. a great transition. Yeah. So just because you're retiring if a man's listening to this or a church leader whose pastor's near retirement, encourage him not yeah. to think of his ministry being over, right. but just the next chapter. Yeah. That's right being written That's right. all right so you got financial situations you got family situations ministry situations talk to us about a very touchy subject <laughs> and that is if a pastor retires does he stay in the church well what have you seen yeah. what do you
1: advise yeah. pros and cons yeah I've seen it both ways all right I've seen situations like dr. Wendell Heller who planted and pastored Colonial Hills Baptist Church in Indianapolis for years a very gracious gentleman he stayed on as pastor emeritus. They actually let him have a physical office in the church building. He did itinerant ministry helping churches especially with finances and things of that nature. And and so Dr. Bob Taylor became the new pastor and Dr. Heller was honored every year with the Founders Day. I preached the Founders Day one time there at Colonial Hills for Dr. Heller. And for Doctor. Those two personalities are very great. Yeah, yeah, they are. Both of those yeah. men, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So. It is. It's interesting. When Bob Taylor retired, he stayed in the church too. Now, Brother Heller, I think, lives in Florida now. But so Bob Taylor and I sat in on his adult Sunday school class, large class one one Sunday a few years After ago. After he retired, and yeah. the next pastor came. In. That's right. So there is a way for it to happen, but. It's a little, I think it's a little harder in that's a large ministry in in smaller ministries. It's really unique, right? I yeah. mean, yeah. I don't know that many men that have been right. able
0: to stay like yeah. a Bob Taylor or a yeah. Wendell Heller. Yeah. yeah. Usually we're we're going to be
1: yeah. type a we need to yeah. turn over the next yeah. guy and yeah. not interfere. Yeah. I agree. And I think in a general sense I think it is better for the retiring pastor to move on and not stay in the church. That would be my general just Okay, but you get these situations where a man planted that church and was there 30 years or 40 years, and he has nowhere to go. He's not going to relocate. All his friends and family are, say, in that community. I do not think we ought to automatically show him the door after all he's done. I think, But I think, depending on the personality type and everything, I think you would have to have some kind of understanding, maybe even with the deacons, and the new pastor and the retiring pastor have some type of understanding about the limitations and the dynamics, especially if there's any concern. That's hard to do that. That's hard hard to to do. do. But I think if the, the retiring man will be very humble and understand he's not in charge anymore, I think it can be done. But. But if it can't be, he needs to move on.
0: (laughs) For our listeners' sake, uh, this is Marshall Fant with GFA Missions. I'm interviewing Bruce McAllister on a very, very, uh, we discovered a very touchy subject. When a retiring pastor, should he stay in the church or out of the church? And I would advise uh, deacons or church leaders or pastors that may be listening to this to call Bruce to get advice. Bruce has been doing this for years and I think he can give you either on-site help or by phone. So I think that's a key issue of you leave. And especially, um, I had a church call, and they said, I want our pastor to retire with dignity.
1: Yeah.
0: And, boy, that was such an encouraging thing that yeah. uh, a leader in the church called and yeah. said that. So I think that's yeah. all of our goals. Yeah. And we don't want it to get to the point, as yeah. you said earlier. Uh, repeat your comment about when pastors
1: stay too long. Uh, it's almost universal that the church will decline. And I mean in the very finest of pastors and churches. It's, it's almost universal. Yeah, It stays too long.
0: And then for a church to get healthy after that declining state,
1: that's hard to do. Yeah. Okay. Because you're in a... The church life cycle is following the man's life cycle. So wisdom would say that he should... It's really hard to let go. I mean, the thing you've been doing all your life and you love doing, you suddenly find yourself. So I'm thinking, actually, of Dr. Ed Nelson Mm -hmm. at South Sheridan Baptist Church, now Red Rocks Baptist Church, and you couldn't find a more dynamic, enthusiastic, evangelistic, church-building, missionary-minded, seasoned pastor, great man. I mean, he's a great man. So when the time came for him to move on from South Sheridan, though, uh, he went to... He went to Arizona and planted a church yeah. and did it successfully. Well, you don't know many men that the age of 70 or 75 are going to go plant another church. But he's had no, but they so. can. But maybe but, maybe that's yeah. a good thing to do. Yeah. Think about doing it or help somebody do. All right. Yeah. So with all this,
0: another key topic, kind of the last topic I want you to address is this, a transition plan.
1: Yeah.
0: How in the world is a deacon board and a pastor or have uh, the church is functioning. Yeah. How do you come up with a transition plan? Bruce, what is your advice on yeah. who's gonna follow
1: him? Yeah. Well, if it is a church that just has a, a, only one full-time employee pastor, uh, say a church of 75 or 100 mm-hmm. or 125, then they probably can't afford a second man on payroll. That would become the transition guy. So probably in those situations, the retiring pastor will just retire And and he'll prepare the men on how to go through the process of calling a pastor. But it could be that he'll move on and they'll be on their own to do that. It could be he'll say, I'm planning to wrap it up now in two years or in one year. And I'd like to stay with the church until another man is in place and so whatever that means financially for that church. And so many churches, especially who haven't called a pastor in many years, they they haven't done this and they do need help. That's how they, I think the program that you're involved in, yeah. yeah, you can coach them through that and if they need some outside help. If it is a larger church with a multiple staff and they have some capacity to forecast out, say five years or so, three years and say now, we would like to bring in an associate pastor, maybe, maybe, maybe. Would you would call him co-pastor? And this gets really tricky. It how does, you yeah. do you vote an unknown person in to become the next pastor mm-hmm. when he's an assistant pastor? Really, or do you re-vote him later? So it's hard. It those are complex issues. Because the re-vote, then this guy's almost on trial for two yeah, years. Or so. yeah. We 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 have a friend that you know that. He came in, a retiring pastor. It was on a transition plan. By the way, there needs to be a fixed. When they do it, there needs to be a specific number of months: eighteen months, twelve months, no. twenty-four months. But do not leave that open-ended. Like no. we'll we'll just transition sometime out there in the nebulous future. That is no. where trouble comes, because the older man oftentimes doesn't really want to let go. So I, and then sometimes when this associate comes in, that's going to be
0: the next pastor. The older pastor gets more energy because he's got help. Yeah. And yep. all of a sudden he said, well, you know, things yeah. aren't so bad. I yeah. think I'll stay a while. Right. No, that's we right. can't. That's right. right. So I'm that's glad you exactly said that. Right. That's, so,
1: that's so this fellow I'm thinking of uh, that we know over North Carolina, he came in. I think he got a 70% vote or something. Not not wasn't a great vote to come in and do this. And so the church wanted to re-vote him when he was actually about to become pastor. Well, they re-voted him at that point, maybe two years later, and he got a 90% vote, which said, okay. But. You can imagine a man who, let's say, he's 35 or 40, he's yeah. got several kids. He doesn't want to move to an area, uproot his no. family, move there on a possibility of becoming a pastor. He wants to. And they need a commitment. Yeah, yeah. So there's no, I don't know of any perfect solution. No. And the idea in our Baptist polity, you know, congregational polity, where the church calls the pastor, the outgoing pastor does not just tap someone who automatically becomes pastor. So naturally, you're going to have a congregational vote. So while it's fine for the senior outgoing pastor to mm-hmm. attempt to mentor someone who will succeed him in cooperation with the deacons, in cooperation with the general consensus of the church, I think it's a little unrealistic to think that every man can just mentor someone who will automatically, automatically become the pastor. Yeah, it I just
0: agree. doesn't work that way. So yeah. I, yeah. I think the church has a responsibility to always be mentoring men, yeah. not just yeah. the next guy. but yeah. And then from that if if the next pastor uh rises to the occasion or the church feels like that's great all right any other words of wisdom here on the transition plan so it needs to be a specific time Yeah. okay 24 months 36 months whatever it is needs to be a plan in place an understanding i really appreciate what you said because a man may not have anywhere to go yeah so in that case the church should be gracious yeah as long as the pastor's gracious enough to step aside.
1: Yeah. Is that fair to say it that way? Yeah. I mean you're kinda of working on the assumption that he has some type of retirement income or he has some source of income, even if it's he's gonna live with family or whatever his circumstances are. And hopefully a church is far sighted enough to say twenty years before all this happens that they've been putting money you know, they're giving money to his retirement account or he is putting money in his retirement account. So he's in a position to do this at the right age. So, I mean, you said 36. I thought to myself, that's eh, a little too long. I agree. But I think basically 12 to 18 months is a is a good transition time in a mid-sized, to larger ministry and smaller ministry, maybe, maybe six to 12 months. Yeah, and I would for
0: the sake of hearers. Uh, again, we're with GFA Missions and we do have an interim pastor program or yeah. some people call it pastor in transition. Yeah. So when a man does retire, the church would not be without uh, someone to shepherd the flock and yep. to preach yep. and to, you know, take care of the flock. Because what you don't want as a church is when the pastor does step away, yep. then you start losing people. Yep. Instead of using it, yep. so you ought to be able to use it as a springboard yep. to go forward yep. instead of, you know, right. declining there.
1: I'll just kind of throw this in because uh, this is something I've studied carefully in our immediate pastor circles, Uh, there is coming a day in the near future, in the next five years to 10 years and beyond, that there are going to be, I believe, best I can tell based on statistical information that I see, is there are going to be a significant number of churches whose pastors are dying, retiring, etc., moving off the scene. And there is going to be considerable challenge in finding the next generation of pastors to take their place. Right now, the age of pastors in our circles is disproportionately high compared to... Of any time we have in history, right? That, I mean, what I know of, and yeah. this is not just our immediate circles either. This is, we're reading this, this in Southern part, Baptist yes. literature across the spectrum. I was with church consultant recently and he said this is what is being talked about all over the place in evangelical circles it's it's not just a narrow you know a smaller fundamentalist type phenomenon uh, i was with a leader of a historically fundamental a pretty large group of churches recently and he said i was surprised when i came into this understanding that there are many churches mm-hmm. who are unable to find pastors so I say that not to just be alarmist about it, it's a reality, but perhaps this is a place where retiring pastors yeah. can be very fruitful in interim ministries for another five or ten years after they've retired from the full demands of full-time pastoring, where they can come in, have a little more relaxed ministry doing interim work, and can help because there's going to be lots of opportunities in a short period of time here Come yeah
0: out. and I think when that happens so let's say a guy retires you bring in a seasoned pastors and interim and it may end up you may end up merging with another church yeah I mean yeah. so they're they're men that can lead churches through these crucial years and that may be what has to happen yeah because we all know it's true with missionaries is full vocational ministry they're not the men coming into the ministry yeah. there were a decade ago yeah. or yeah. even you know several years ago yeah so I think this is reality, yeah. and um, we need to address that the best we can. All right, so just to wrap it up, men thinking about retirement, okay? okay. So this is a pastor. Uh, you mentioned uh, health considerations, yeah. family considerations, can I relocate to be with family? Yeah. Financial, okay? Every, this is reality of every man thinking retirement. Yeah. Church, uh, remain at the church or leave. And then, okay, what kind of plan do we put in place? Anything yeah. else that comes to your mind on this yeah. thing? Uh, Bruce would be more than happy to discuss this with churches, or I would, or anyone can here. Any closing thoughts on
1: that? Well, I think as always in a, in a ministry and in a marriage, you, you have that female perspective on this thing. And so as a pastor navigates all of this, I mean, his, his best counsel yeah. is his wife. And assuming she surely she is a spiritual woman gracious willing to live sacrificially and all of this but pastor's wives wear out as well and even if the man has you know seemingly extraordinary energy at his point in life uh, where is his wife in that and what is she able to continue to to do and endure what what would she like to do in these retirement years and I think you know, here's a woman served faithfully at the man's side for all these years and whatever her spiritual gifts are. So I would just say that's a factor as well in this. And I think it's a factor in whether you stay in the church or not because you still have the right. the new pastor's wife and the former pastor's wife and how is, what are the dynamics there and is this going to work? And, you know, I, mean, I read one book that said very clearly that's the most dynamic
0: relationship <laughs> for success yeah. is the outgoing pastor's wife oh, and yeah. the incoming pastor's yeah, wife. There you so go. again, that yeah. That would be a topic we'd love to get some some ladies' input. Yeah, there you go. So, again, I want to thank Bruce. Bruce, thanks for coming. I want to be sure and thank GFA for sponsoring this podcast. I want to thank Sarah Hartwig in the office. She does all the editing and promoting of this. So, again, thanks for being here. And, again, uh, this is Marshall Fant with GFA Missions. If you'd like to contact me, it's M-F-A-N-T, M-F-A-N-T at GFAMissions.org. Thank you very much. You're listening to ReChurch, a podcast of Gospel Fellowship Association missions. If you would like more information about our ministry or how we may assist you and your church, visit us at gfamissions.org/consulting.